everybody. Welcome to Urban Hermit Podcast. Cameron Jones here with my co-host. Jordan Jones. Oh, you hear nice. that crack? You know sure we are did. having a LaCroix. I was about to say, it seems like a sparkling water of sorts. I have been feeling uh, like a beer lately, like just having beer. So I've had, I've, been, I've, I've, been... I've had a couple recently. It's like a two brothers gluten-free one. And like now that, well, I, I do have like wheat and bread issues, but uh, it's, I forget what it is. It's just like, I don't know. It's they're just gluten-free beer. Two brothers one. It's good. So I go to this uh, corner store, uh, around, you know, just like, like a little liquor store. What are they? Just a convenience store, right? Sure. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get, I got some LaCroix and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get like a tall, like a big beer, like a 24 ouncer and just, you know, really have a beer. And I didn't read the fine print close enough. And I just thought I was getting an ale from two brothers. I'm like, no. oh, sweet. Perfect. And it was an IPA. I'm like, Fuck! Now I gotta drink an IPA. I like IPAs. That's like my preferred beer. So I'm I'm like win. the I've, I I sound like such a hipster, but I just do like a bittery beers. I don't know. It's my taste preference. I like more like I mean outside of like just normal like lagers and shit. I just, mm-hmm. I like I guess sweeter beers like you know. I feel like you usually like something dark though and like thick and like stouty. Yeah, but I think that I think that dark beers are sweet because yeah, they have mean. like chocolate and coffee notes. Anyway, that's, that's enough beer talk. I assume nobody wants. Should we just keep doing that more? You mead guy. Well, no, I'm joking. actually, I'm I joking. do. I want to talk about brandy. Funny enough, we were just talking in our Patreon. The recording series. artist or the sipping drink, the, the sipping, dessert drink. The, okay, the, the okay. sipping drink. I'm just uh, gonna put away a lot of my brandy notes then for the recording artist. Uh, we were just talking in what you watch in our Patreon series. So if you want to help support the network, go over to Patreon.com/backslash/CultClassicsPod to go help out and get some premium content. But I just watched the movie Copycat, and in that, Sigourney Weaver is just drinking a big glass of brandy and a big, like, snifter, like, the whole time. And it really made me want to have some. And luckily enough, we had some down in the basement in our, like, little liquor area. So I just had, like, a little glass of brandy yesterday. It was fine. I, I, just, I just somehow just had never had it on its own. I don't know. I'm always more of a whiskey guy, more so a White Claw guy now. <clears throat> you know, I think I had a lot of brandy on Christmas Eve. Recently, and, uh, like this year? This year, yeah, I don't think I don't know if I'd had brandy before, but it was out, and I had brought in um, uh, lactate eggnog, mm-hmm. and I went hard on the brandy, and I got real drunk. And Megan's like, "You gotta go to bed." And I go, oh, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> and then I woke. I missed. I mean, like I did the presents and everything with her family, but I don't think I embarrassed myself. But that's how people were talking to me, um, <laughs> like you embarrassed myself. But luckily, my brother-in-law was there, and I didn't embarrass myself as much as them. Oh, there you go. Uh, do you remember a few Christmases ago when rum chata was like all the rage? What that like just went by in a flash? Um, I think you can all you know. Take everything so comes and goes. Uh, what what's the big drinking thing? I don't even know. I don't drink. I don't drink that much anymore. Well, I know I mean, a lot. Now it's just white claw. It's all hard seltzer. You know what it is. You've been living it. <laughs> That's true. But I, I know a lot of um, Megan's friends that like are live in the suburbs or whatever. They've gotten into two things, and I'm afraid that this will happen to me if I have to move away from the city. Mm-hmm. Collecting whiskey. And they're all into smokers, like smoking meat, which all sounds fun. I don't hate those things. I'm not going to lie. I mean, those two are great things, but I don't like to feel like I have to live my life by an assignment. I'm not going to get into whiskey. I know I like rye whiskey. What am I going to do? Collect 40 bottles? Yeah. Yeah. Just join one of those mailing clubs. Have a cup of What would you, you collect? You, know? you actually seem like you might be. Well, I suppose you kind of. I've actually really never been a collector. But, yeah, our, but our, like you get through it because your instruments are sort of like a collection. So I it's like. For how long I've been playing, I don't have that many. I've always kind of just kept a bare minimum. Like our friend Chris and like our guitar player, he has a million guitars. He has way more than me. He, he is legitimately kind of a, like collecting though. I love seeing people's collections. Mm-hmm. I'm like. 
cool. In no way would I ever do it. You know what's the one weird that type of hobby thing? Is that I love the finished product, but there's no way that I have the skill set, desire, follow through, or passion to do it. But when I see a little city with a train display, like at a museum, I'm like, yeah. I like that. Oh, I love I like it. that a lot. Even though they're so simplistic and like that's meant to like entertain first grade me. When I see a very elaborate train set depicting something, I'm like, oh wow, yeah. Let's look at the details here. Let's get close for a second. Oh, is there a button for me to illuminate like an oil rig? Great. Let's Perfect. like wait behind this child so I can touch that. Yeah, it's the best. I love it. There's a great one, and obviously the the. Science and Industry Museum in Chicago, but I'm sure there's a lot. Oh, the best. What would you? The would only you... the only thing I did get into collecting though was Pokemon cards for a second, and in in that in that phase when I was in Digimon Pokemon. But like, I didn't get as hard as my other friends. God, I wish I could find where my book was because I bet some of those ones I had were early on limited. Like I bet I have some some money in that book that I threw away at some point years ago. Or more likely, mom and dad did because I don't think that ever moved from my parents' house to Chicago with me. So. God, I wish you could well, find I that. helped. I helped mom and dad move from Manchester to Cedar Rapids, and if I saw a fucking Pokemon thing, I'd be like, "Throw this shit away! Burn this! In fact, burn this! Burn this! Burn now. it if you can! Burn it now!" No, God, it was. There's so probably hard. at least a few hundred dollars in there of, of some cards I had. I had okay, quite a few. So there's a value at a few hundred dollars, but how much is your effort worth for getting that few hundred dollars? That's not like just getting to you. Very, You're saying you very, put it on email? Well, very easy because all you were doing at the time, and what people are still doing, is just going into like they're they're at the checkouts with candy at Walmart's and stuff. You just get no, like no, no. I'm saying is how how do you get somebody to give you a hundred dollars for that? You just put it oh, online. Oh, you have to sell. Yeah, it's like anything else. I mean, you just sell it online. Yeah, so you have to set up an account, post a picture, you, you, ship it. It's just not worth a hundred dollars. These could or be worth thousands. Years. I think it is worth it. It really is, though. I think you're wrong here. It's not that much work. I think because I have all so... you had to do was take a picture of it with your phone and post it. I, I think because I, yeah. I think because I, I, I'm not affluent. Um, it's worked the reverse on me. I have no value for money because I, I don't have much. So I'm like, I don't really I have care. a little. I'd like to get some more of it. What is that from a wedding singer? <laughs> it's from a wedding about singer. Bank I have a little. I'd like to get some more. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what were we talking about? I lost you, my shirt. That was we were talking city. about collecting. And, and okay. here's a, here's the thing that I, from most collectors, people that collect stuff I know, they're either, and this is a, a, a wide generalization, but something that I picked up on, mm-hmm. they're either only children or like there's a big age gap between them and their siblings. Like you and I shared a room. Sure in enough. no way could we have had, and, and this goes for both of us, a collection of anything. Did it you would have, have gotten moved. Did you have baseball replaced. cards growing up? I feel like I remember there being some around when you were younger. If I did, they came with something. Okay. You know? Like a Sports <laughs> Illustrated for kid. We all I'm had sure pogs at, at one point, but I don't know why we were getting them and what to do with them. I never went in the pod game. Here explains my collecting. Um, I'm sure I've told the story on all of our platforms mm-hmm. and to you camera many times and to our listeners who are mainly our friends and family but i'm gonna tell it anyway because it seems like the appropriate time um grandpa gave all of the grandkids for like a christmas Mm -hmm. um the starter set for the state quarters right oh i remember those yeah they had a i think they started with like 12 so between me cameron and our sisters the five of us all got them as did all of our cousins, right? So you had this 12 and he had the starter map and then it was your job to collect the rest. I, as a greedy little asshole kid, immediately took these because we celebrated Christmas in in July because they're snowbirds or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I took all... Mom and dad brought them all home from this family Christmas. 
put them in a corner somewhere. The moment I got my grubby little hands on it, I went to the pool like twice, whatever the value was of 12 quarters times five people. I'm like, that's that serves us better than anybody's wasting their time collecting quarters. Now, what I did with mine, Jordan, around that time, I was fundraising for like a school thing. So I had one of those little boxes of candy and I supported myself by emptying my quarter collection and eating all the 100 grams of saltwater taffies out of it and slowly depleting my box with uh, just the money I got from that. It's like a weird kid version of like embezzlement. <laughs> Like, you know, it, I don't know if embezzlement's the right way, but yeah. I, I, Misappropriation those, of funds for sure. I don't think that's what he wanted us to do with it. I, I've never gotten to the bottom of this. Why back in the day, and I don't know if kids do it now because I don't know if magazines exist, but I, I know other schools that weren't just ours would do the magazine sales, right? Right. You got to pedal something. Why do we do that? Because the schools were getting a kickback. They were getting a portion of the money. This whole thing was a scheme for magazine companies to up their sales by getting a free child labor force. No, I totally get where the magazine people are coming from. They were getting a cut of the profit. That's why there was always a goal of like, we need to reach this much, and then we get like better lunches next year. So was the kickback for the teachers like, hey, guys. Some of these Hershey's have dollar bills in it too. Nah, or? nah. This wasn't for the teachers. This was an administration thing, Jordan. This, they, they, this benefited nobody except for the fact that we all got to re up our prescri- prescriptions on these magazines. Um, I don't think we have an email account for this podcast yet or an Instagram page. Sure do. So just personally, <laughs> we have all of the above. We have, we have an email account for this one. We have everything, and I've been posting to them. We have an Instagram page just for this podcast. Yes, we do. There's stuff on it. Please go visit and interact. Jesus Christ. For the Urban Hermit, we have an Instagram page? Yeah, go on to your point. Yes, yes. Everything is set oh, up and official. Jesus, yeah. I'm really I do so much work. It's myself. insane. Go on. What did you say? Well, it's not going unnoticed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say now. I feel like a fool. I was just going to say, let me know if you're school if you guys had to pedal magazine and if you want to do that you can write into urbanhermitpod at gmail.com you can find us on instagram twitter or facebook at urban hermit pod <laughs> i'm sure i missed some messages you're an on admin that. on these things you have account information let me see it's no big deal we haven't posted much there because we're still kind of building a library at this stage in these ones but more importantly, like and subscribe and tell your friends, you know? Yep, that's what's important. Give us, give us, a, give us a better bureau rate. Oh, well, there we go. I, I follow it. Let's see. We got four posts. Uh, so I've been sick off and on the last few weeks. This illness is from you, I believe, from a few days ago. You're getting over a cold. I, I did get like a little cold, yeah. But I just keep getting sick. Like, I have a very small circle of people I see. It's you and my band. That's it. But my band members have been getting sick and getting it to me. So I've been doing a lot of just staying in and watching movies. But I did want to... This got me thinking of like... You really don't get sick often anymore. And I feel like... Yeah. And just for the viewers out there... Oh, me personally or just like humans and No, you. You, Jordan Jones. Oh, yeah. Not very often. And we often attribute it to the fact our family... You had what we call your failure to thrive. It was almost like the title of Harry Potter, The Boy Who Lived. (laughs) But you were just always so sickly as a young child that it's like you caught every disease. I think it's twofold. I was sick. I had like respiratory problems as a kid. But then I... I also got my tonsils taken out as a young kid. So I really think that's attributes to a lot of the like strep throat and colds. Like I don't have bacteria, anything built up there. Cause I and don't have, tonsils. I have my tonsils and I wish to God, my parents would have gotten them taken out. Cause I have so many problems with my throat. 
Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, I would have loved that. Uh, I wish somebody would have taken out my appendix and my gallbladder if it doesn't do anything. I don't want them to explode on me. Mm. You know? I feel that. And if I didn't have an appendix, it would take up, take away my biggest medical question. Is this like, is this pain in my appendix or is it not? <laughs> nope. That's and just, if I didn't that's just have good old it, fashioned liver pain, we're fine. Just, <laughs> that, yeah, it's just my liver. That's great. But it's not my appendix. That's my biggest question nowadays. But uh, also on that, I just want to say this is maybe a little controversial for a lot of people out there because they've been very anti-mask. But like, oh, God, have I missed just pe- everyone wearing a mask now that the mandate went? Because since that's gone away, I haven't caught COVID yet since the mask mandate went away. But funny enough, my drummer just texted me saying, test yourself because he's still out here yeah what well just now that i'm not wearing a mask i've gotten a cold and the flu now like in the last (laughs) two months like immediately just because i've been protecting my face for like two years and now everything's just getting blown out my mouth one of the dumb anti-vaxxer things that i anti-mask anti-vax people uh they're like look at the science haven't you noticed and this was like during quarantine when everybody's wearing masks like colds have gone down and uh and flu has gone down. So I'm, I'm like, because nobody's leaving their house. And when they are, they're wearing masks. That's why they've gone down. Yeah. That just annoyed me so much. Anyway, so yeah, maybe because we the should. because science is working. But my whole stance is mask forever. Because here's my other thing. It has been so cold the last few days. And I <laughs> wake up now at like 7.30 or 8 to just our dog barking because he has to go outside. So I immediately have to bulk up. And I kind of miss the fact that like the mask, manda- mask mandate's gone. I don't have to wear it. But I kind of want it because my nose gets so cold in the morning. And I love the extra coverage. Maybe I- this is why southern red states had such a problem with it. Because they didn't have winter. And they didn't see any pro benefit to it. It's cold up here in the north. If you are listening to us from a warmer state, southern... That, that is one thing you're missing. In a head-on win, when you had that face coverage and you didn't look like a crazy for having like a whole ski mask, it was great. It was just It ended up becoming discreet coverage and heat yeah oh, it was great it's not too bad so uh, i just want to say i'm pro mask forever i think just after covid is gone we should all just uh get real into keeping those around you know what's the benefit of at least i don't know if covid's gone but i know that we've gotten way more relaxed on like it feel everybody's just like well we're done with it we got new things to worry about mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to sneeze in public and and not you know cover weird. your mouth and sneeze the right way but not have people look at you like you just killed them yeah <laughs> you can't hold back a sneeze you can try uh, I know. What was it? You on a car trip or our sister that tried to keep her eyes open while sneezing and got like a terrible migraine for like an hour car ride after that? It certainly, it was, certainly wasn't me. It might have been our sister, Megan. It was someone in our family, but I remember them like holding their eyes open to just try it because they heard you couldn't do it or something and then gave them a really bad headache. <laughs> um, I'm going to switch topics. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming into this Urban Hermit, we're recording after work mm-hmm. and I was in such like a bad mood. I was just going to bitch about work sure but i'm over it now so that's good so you missed that if we re- would have recorded this 45 minutes ago i'd be like what's it all fucking about? <laughs> this is so stupid uh you would you would have got a completely different me but i've i've mellowed out a little oh, bit i'm now closer to life is good not completely like i'm not on vacation but oh 45 <laughs> minutes ago i'd be like fuck this well, i'm fuck really that. happy fuck that dad this. got his glass of scotch and he's in front of the tv quick before we <laughs> before dinner but I don't want it to be that. Last weekend, we did see a movie, and that was nice. But I, I felt like I just went to bed and woke up and work happened again. I fucking hate work. Oh, dude, that was I don't have a hard week. job. I don't have a lot of responsibilities, but I hate all work. No, I, oh, I guess I found it. I'm back into it. I, I 100% agree, though. That's been me all week because work has just been annoying. And I'm, I, I'm with you, but I'm happy you're out of it, man. Happy you got your after-work cocktail or whatever. I, I'm, 
I mean, that one point in a office space or yeah, office space where he's like, so what I'm telling you is every day I wake up is the worst day of my life. Uh, I'm relating with that right now. That movie might, uh, that movie is the most relatable office movie. You had a little time in office. Did it, did it become relatable? Oh, I meant I have an office job again. You spent a long time without it though. And we did office space on the podcast before you did now in retrospect, looking back are a lot of those tropes feeling, feeling pretty real. Oh yeah. I definitely, I feel like the way I am, I'm way closer to the jump to conclusion guys. Sure. Like they're going to fucking fire us all. (laughs) And like, that's pretty much where I rest. Like I see the painting, like the writing on the wall. You know what I mean? I'm worried. I'm the guy that's doing everything right. They're still going to fire him in the end anyway. Oh, I'm definitely not doing anything right. I know that at work, I am a completely different. You would not recognize me at work. I mean, you would because you you know what I look like, but my personality is completely shut off. I used to worry that when I went into the office, I've been working at home now for you know a few years, but I had to make a point to talk at least once a day because I'm like, I haven't said anything I think this week. They're going to think I'm crazy. But in my defense, our all of our work was auditing. Everyone was just headphones in listening to podcasts, but... Uh, I mean, I've made a point to make this job a job and not a career. So I was just going in, listening to podcasts. I wouldn't take my headphones out all day at a at a nine to five corporate office job. How crazy is that? Literally didn't talk to anybody, would just walk in, walk out without saying a word to people. I don't have any I don't have a lot of personal conversation. Here's why. It takes me so much effort to do work at a low level, like because I'm so inherently not a worker. That I, I'm using all I can to do this job poorly. I don't have time to talk about you or your life. We're not going to hang out. We're not going to make friends. See, and that is the one thing. I've made a lot of friends over the years through just my restaurant jobs when I was younger. And by the time I had this corporate job, I was like, ah, I think I think I have enough friends. I don't I don't want to make any more. Um, I live such an insular and like codependent life. I re- my urban hermit ways mm-hmm. has just gotten to the point where I was like, I don't, re- I don't have a social circle anymore outside of like... Like you and Mark, pretty much. Yeah, but now it's turned into business. (laughs) I know. In fact, the the only way I talk to you now is through like Zoom calls. And we've never been closer. That's true. I know more about you. I didn't. You you work from home this whole time. That's amazing. (laughs) Sure have. Here's one. uh, Here's like a trope or like a stereotypical thing that is true of me, Megan. If I go hang out with somebody I haven't hung out in a long time, you know, Mm -hmm. a friend back home or or uh, like leading up to the wedding, they're like, oh. What so and so up to? I'm like, I don't fuck. Like after my bachelor party, I'm like, I don't know what they're up to. I mean, we learned that Matt was having a rough go at it, but that was late <laughs> at the night. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Like they have kids and they have a job, but that's not what we talked about. I'm not interested in that stuff. I've always been terrible about that. Like even just back in the college days, like mom and dad asked, like, oh, what's so and so doing? What are they majoring? I'm like, oh, I don't know. He just comes to my house in Chicago and we get really drunk for a weekend and then he goes yeah. back to his life. I don't know. That's not what we're we're not talking about his studies. Yeah, like I, I mean, and but I think they're kind of crazy. Some of my closest friends, like I didn't know what they went to college for. Like I have one friend that I stay in like really close contact with outside of like band and projects and podcasts mm. and stuff. And I know what he's doing. He's an environmental engineer. He's doing great. Shout out to shout. Go, what, props to you, Ben Gavin. I mean, I generally know what people do as a job, but I don't want to talk to you about your job. That's not why we're friends. I don't care what you do. I, sure. I hope it brings you joy. And that's not going to happen. So at best now, just money is what you need. So some people, though, a lot of I think I think we're um, we're the oddities. I think people like to talk about their their lives and their jobs and their families a lot. Whereas we're more in the podcast world and we like to talk. I like talk to talk about, about what I watched. But high, I felt- seven, 
hypotheticals that never will come up. When people are like, what do you do for a job? I'm like, you know, fucking who, who cares? Who cares? Well, here, I usually, I usually do say I work like at a, my, my corporate job, but should I be telling people like, oh, I'm a musician and a podcaster? Have I just not? I should. No, we don't, we don't make enough money to say that. Is that why people don't listen to us? Cause no one has any idea that we do it because we don't tell anybody. Oh, I, I guess I should tell more people, but I, I think selfishly when people tell me they have something, I'm like, shut the fuck, fuck up. For some like, reason, the only people I hassle with are when Uber drivers talk to me, I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to spam you with my content. I'm like, well, actually, here's all the things I do. Check it out. You want to put it on? How about we put it on right now? Let's check out my music. <laughs> I guess this is how weird I am. Like when, when, what I, I did that intro on Brooks's podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mention we have a podcast because I didn't want to be like, that's uh, that that one you should have maybe that that's on you. <laughs> I know, but di- I didn't want to feel like I was using my friend. That was the one time to uh, to to do it. So I missed out, yep. and I'm going to be a failure in life. Yep. If you're future, then you. I mean, that's the then you get to promote. That's the whole point, you know. But, Would you have done it? Yeah. So I I failed us. I mean, you're fine. Hopefully, some hopefully they find out your friends through another way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. So we did go to the rabbit hole of man work is fucking stupid and stuff. Hey, you took us there, man. I did. Just, you let you led us to the hole. <laughs> I was telling you life was good, but then I kind of looked around. I'm like, mm, it's maybe, not, that maybe good. it's not that great. Maybe it's not that good. I, you want to get to cults or? God, do you have anything new to add to cults? Do you have any anything? No, no. I'd say let's skip on that. No, you know, just no. kind of what we're talking about. With different jobs. They're like, I wish I I, I want to learn math and science. I just it, I just didn't comprehend it in high school. But it just there's no way for me to do it now. It's too late. You know, I mean, it's not. There's no, resources everywhere. Done. But I okay, don't know what so I would practically use the it answer for, to this. And this is an annoying answer. If you dedicate the time, the resources are out there in the internet or whatever you can. But you're not going to. I do put a lot of things on in the background. Like for instance, that, that audio book I was talking about was actually an author about some, like a business entrepreneurship book and it was a bestseller. It just happened to be like, you know, 15 years old, maybe. Um, I hate when people are like, well, if you want to have a good career, just find what your skill set is and just go into that. It's like, well, what if you don't have a skill set and you just work a dumb job? I guess if you're lucky. Uh, well, the problem with that logic is just a lot of those skill sets don't pay well or at all. Do you know what my strongest skill is? Being affable, just being agreeable and nice. But you can't make money off of that. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I make a reader or a host. That's what their job is to be. Oh, no, no, no. That takes multitasking skills, Cameron. And you got to sit people and you got to deal with people that are unhappy. I don't like confrontation in any form. I mean, there are those things that are like friend for money where you just have to like sit around and hang out and just make someone feel good about themselves. So why don't you just go to one of those websites and hang out with like... Do you know how ambitious you have to be to get hired to be someone's friend? Uh, do you do you because i wouldn't it seems more like a desperate thing for me where it's like oh 20 bucks and just go watch netflix that'd be great but i'm not going to go to someone's house and watch netflix and i shouldn't be invited jordan I, again i think you're missing that we can lean into this desperation <laughs> that you could say that be like i'll come to you yeah i'll come watch netflix at your place and then you could also be like i also don't have a netflix account right now do you have oh that'd be <laughs> that'd be great actually i should that'd stop talking great. i feel like i'm just setting up a crazy uh career path i mean it seems catfishy i mean it's definitely scammy it's 90 day fiance without any of the travel 
Oh, you know what's great about me, though? If I want to catfish people, since I have, like, over the last year, lost a, a decent amount of weight, mm-hmm. I'd show them, like, when I was heavy so I could come and get, like, crazy compliments. <laughs> like, whoa, you look so much better than you used to. I'm like, yeah, it's an old picture. And, you know, it's tough to get pictures nowadays, so I just <laughs> use that one. You want to watch Netflix and share account information? <laughs> So you got it all figured out. On to that note, though, I haven't changed my social media pictures in a long time. Like the just the the main picture of me, it's maybe five plus years old. Um, I was prior to getting married, I didn't do that. But then you know, I updated a lot of pictures, and I don't use Instagram. So I mean, I didn't have a lot of excuses, though. I mean, I'm in a band. We do live shows. We often pay photographers to take pictures. For I mean, I have a lot of pictures of me. I just don't just go on a crazy tear. Okay. Um. I know I'm older because I didn't transition to giving a shit about Instagram. I, we just, I just use it for our podcast, but my personal account, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, that's what mine is. It's just, I mean, unfortunately, to be a musician now, you just have to have a brand in a social. Ca- well, that's what content. sucks to be anything, whatever you, you really do. You love playing music, but you really just have to be a social media influencer for your shit. True. Uh, it's sad how often just like our business meetings for just band stuff turn into. All right, now let's talk numbers and social media and TikTok. That's what it is now, unfortunately. Yeah. And I guess that's a pro- problem for our podcast because we're not on TikTok. Well, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again. Are we on TikTok? <laughs> Touche. Because I don't fucking know. No, but we should and could be and will be soon, maybe. Well, what's funny is out of the three of us, we definitely have one guy that should be doing our TikTok, if anybody, because I think he's probably on it personally. Who, Mark? Yeah, I would assume he does TikTok stuff. Uh, funny enough, no, he hasn't. Done, I'm the one doing a lot of the TikTok for the band. Oh, geez. Um, and again, we're don't follow us on TikTok. It's not us. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. And I, I, we'll I was, trying to think, you, I was we'll, thinking of some, something to say. I had nothing. We'll keep you abreast of the situation if we and when we do get on TikTok. Check us out. Don't worry, we um, won't stop talking about it at the end of the episode when we get there. What would we even do? clips of us talking it would be this that's what everyone did tiktok is full of people doing their video podcast what would we do we would do this god i i feel like we must feel so old to to like young people relatively young people like someone who's 25 you know like 10 years younger than well that. just listening in yeah yeah a little bit but here's the deal i don't myself anything i like i'm not following them on instagram tiktok facebook or anything i will just like if i like a musician i'm just gonna download their music and i'll see if i want to see them on tour for a podcast, I, down, I I subscribe to their podcast, and that's it. That's my relationship with them. Why would I want to follow anybody else in any other way? For Having all that, that said, bonus content, check us out on Instagram. And <laughs> I was about to say, and shit. you can follow us on Patreon to subscribe for premium content and help support the station. Hey, you can pay for premium content, but we're not just going to give it away. Should we start just making? And this is this. And here's a pitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is going to sound dumb, but sure, Shark Tank me. Um. All of our Instagram stuff, the way we should... Sorry, I just said Instagram for everything. All of our social media, we should treat it like it's a bonus feature for a DVD. And that's how we do it. That sounds like a lot of work. What do you mean? Feature, Just featurettes. Really go balls deep into featurettes. Okay, again, what does that mean for us? What are our features? Yeah. You know, like we we do a little behind the scenes of the document uh, of the podcast. So just about how it's made. Yeah. Okay. A, feature, a featurette. You, that's all what featurettes are, how it's made. Go back and 
Go 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 to go to your. So I, here's your, what I imagine though. It's, it's going to be just a bunch of footage of someone off camera filming us and us all of a sudden hamming up for the camera because we're not expecting a camera offset when we're not filming. Like you know, <laughs> oh hey, oh hey, what's up? Yeah, that's what a featurette is, Cameron. Yeah, pretending to be surprised. So you're saying we should just fill our doing. page of hundreds of videos of us looking surprised that there's someone filming us when we weren't ready for it for the featurette and going, oh hey, hey what's up, Mark? Oh, how's the how's the behind the scenes shoot? production going cool let's shoot an mtv cribs of your house okay <laughs> i think that actually my, be hilarious do you want to do all of our houses or just you were really pleased with my house i mean you just got a bigger house touche um i'll, I'll try to i'll try oh, to is, jazz up no some lie. features maybe this is no lie i was youtubing going down a rabbit hole and like a making it featurette of the batman uh begins trill or the the dark knight trilogy mm-hmm. came up and it was like an hour and a half and I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and it was so awesome. Maybe I'm just into featurettes. Did you watch the movie afterward? Did it inspire anything or just? Sure, but I've seen the movie enough. I, I It just it made me be like, I wonder what other featurettes of uh, how they made the movie is on YouTube. It turns out a bunch. Yeah, I'm sure they're all there. Like right now, just between you and me, I'd love to watch the making of The Patriot. That sounds delightful. Just off the top of the head, some ones I can remember growing up, Galaxy Quest had a good one, very in-depth. Uh, oh, yeah. We really did live in the, the sweet spot of bonus material. We sure did. Uh, in fact, in fact, Megan and I, you may have realized that we left. Uh, I guess we talked about it on our last podcast, but Cameron and me and our fiancé slash wives, uh, we went and saw that Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Talent. Or something like that. Anyway, we thought for sure there was going to be a an end credits little scene, so we waited for the whole <laughs> fucking thing, and it didn't happen. But you don't need we it. We thought for sure. I like it. I miss it. I miss the end credits scene. Uh, the outtakes. Not to make you sound old again, but Chris has informed me that when you do buy movies digital copy, they often come with the DVD special features. I mean, I think they still exist. It's just Shut you don't. The fuck I up. think you just don't own movies. You've been streaming them for ten years, so I think that's the problem. Wait, they'll mail you a copy of it? No, you, when you buy a digital, like when you buy it, digi- buy digital Blu-ray, you can like, I yeah. I own a movie now on Amazon. Chris is telling me a lot of times when you buy these movies digitally, they'll come with the special features. Oh, I thought I'm you were just saying, saying you they... and I have been streaming movies. We don't own movies yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah. so that's the problem. They're not going to give us bonus content, Jordan. We don't own it. No, that's true. I'm getting to the point in the, in the streaming era, mm-hmm. since I, I do like to see movies in theater, right? Sure. But for a movie that I just want to rent mm-hmm. and not see in the, the, the theater, it's like, should I rent this once for $5? Should I see it in the theater with Megan for like $35? Or should I just buy it for 20 See, I actually just got, got that with Mrs. Doubtfire. We just did it for the podcast. But renting, it was like $3.99. Owning, it was $4.99. So easy one for me. I own Mrs. Doubtfire oh, on Amazon on digital. So, Suck it. so I think from now on, as long as there's like a one to two dollar difference, like you're just going to buy why it. Not? I mean, like it's it was already filmed back in the day on that quality. No matter how 1080p we get with it, a lot of those movies I'm buying aren't going to get any better. They're just going to get a bigger cinematic scope maybe or something. So like, yeah, sure. I'm happy. So happy that um, the Blu-ray DVD. What was the not Blu-ray version? What were the two things? What, that DVD were in and Blu-ray. DVD, no, Blu-ray. But- Okay, so like Blu-ray was going to take over, but then streaming just put the kibosh on that. Yeah, and well, it was taking have to... over because it was like the superior format. But... Right, I owned a lot of DVDs, so I'm like so glad that I didn't have to buy a shit ton of Blu-rays. It didn't matter, and 
I only have like two Blu-rays. See, fun. This is good stuff. You got anything fun to talk well, about? Well, our, my friend Chris, once again, he he's always had a DVD collection. He moved on to Blu-rays, but he is buying movies digitally and storing them on a hard drive now. So, I mean, he's just, he's doing it all. And like a lot of those movies you buy on Blu-ray, you can, like, it just gives you the digital copy. So he pretty much just already owns the form of all, a lot of those. What sucks is the only way I'm going to start buying videos to own in some digital form VHS is no, I would. I, I actually go back to featurettes. One of my favorite things about the movies is you get to see so many previews. I enjoy it. And it does spoil a little bit, you know, if you want to go completely surprised. Mm-hmm. But I could right now, if there's a YouTube channel or when we're back at Mom and Dad's, I just like watching um, trailers on VHSs from my childhood. It's so Same. nostalgic. It's like a warm blanket. I love it. Anyway, the only way I'm going to start buying digital v- movies is when all these streaming platforms are like, hey, we've got commercials again. It's cable. And we don't got a million options. Well, that's and it, it'll never, probably end up typical. Ne- c- never like, going to happen. I mean, it's never. They don't need to. We don't need to do that again. Uh, something off that too. We've talked about this before, but our family was really big in the VCR recording days of just taping movies off of like a VHS tape. So we would have like Jurassic Park, A League of Their Own, and all these weird combinations of things we taped together. So one. We had I I grew up with a huge collection of '80s commercials that I shouldn't have any knowledge of, but just I grew up watching old VHS. And then on top of that, I just have so many weird connections of like movies that go together. Like Pee Wee Herman, also I think was maybe on that Jurassic Park one. Young Guns and Ghostbusters kind of go together, I think, for me because those might have been on the same VHS. I just it's like a mixtape where you hear uh, it's getting hot in here, and you're like, oh, next is Aerosmith. Yeah. But we, but we did those with movies, and I assume a lot of listeners can relate with that. Let me try to think of the weirdest one. Keep going through your I mean, list. I can't think of too many more. Just like, but I mean, that's all of our movies. Like a lot of them were just taped Ooh, off cable. I'll give so. you, I'll give you the weirdest one. Um, the first half of the tape is uh, chorus line. Okay. One singular sensation followed by Goonies. So when I think oh, of yeah. Goonies, I think of Chorus Line and Vice Time versa. Time out. There was something after Goonies, too. I forget what else was on that tape. That was a, there that, might have been. A lot of our big movies had a couple big movies on it because, you know, I keep them all together. Well, all, the, the even funnier thing is you would get the tail end of one cassette would be the start of one movie and you'd have to piggyback onto another cassette. So I know that Indiana Jones Temple of Doom was at the end of one movie. And then the beginning of another movie's cassette, but I just can't remember what it was paired with. Mm, You'd have to like split them up. I taped this one on my own because I was so into baseball as a young kid. TNT showed The Babe starring John Goodman. But there didn't used to be just like full hour tapes or hour and a half cassettes. There'd be like sometimes 20 minute ones. So I taped that on my own and like a dipshit because I was a dipshit. <laughs> I have that like in six parts on like 20 minute VCA. Nobody wanted to watch. It's in my handwriting. <laughs> I wrote the babe in cursive. Nobody watched it. It was just a nightmare. The funniest thing is one time Cameron. Um, now, now most of these cassettes you would buy f- for the purpose of recording, mm-hmm. but you could record over a purchase like Disney movie. And I remember one time camera no, was a lot watching. of those have like uh, well, you, you can flip a switch, but like a lot of them have a protection on it. Yeah. They have protection, but you still could record it. Cause um, midway through, I think it's like Cinderella. You recorded like 20 minutes of jaws or like deep blue sea or something like that. Uh, yeah. That sounds familiar. It might be beauty and the beast. that got a little taped over. Or oh, something. All right. All right. 
God, I wish I could remember some more. I know Clue's got. I a did bunch that again. We it. were Rose read that Stephen oh, King miniseries. Jesus. Our mom was working at the time, and she wanted us to tape that for her when it was on. But I just remember coming in at one moment, forgetting we were taping it, but just being like, "This is so boring," and changing the channel, and everyone freaked out. Like, no, we have to go back. And then there was that moment that just got recorded. But that's another thing out there, kids. You can record six shows at once now and watch something. Back in the day. Whatever you were recording had to be playing live on TV. It wasn't until later on that you could watch another channel and record another channel. So for a week in our lives, the miniseries Road Red by Stephen King, which is awful. I think he'll admit to it and everybody will admit to it. Written for TV adaptation. That was what was on TV for the whole week. And Cameron got to his breaking point. He's like, I can't dang <laughs> it no more. To to, at night, I can't do this. And so our mom, after a long night of work teaching kids how to dance, uh, she was a dance teacher, came home. She's like, what happened? There's 10 minutes, there's 10 probably crucial minutes missing of Rose Red. She missed nothing. God, that was fucking awful. Rose Red sucks. Uh, so I've been trying out Ring Life. Uh, I put it away. Let me get it back out here. But uh, fiance. Oh, yeah. Let, let's see it. Fiance let's see got it. me my ring. And uh, it's, I mean, it's just silver. It's a plain silver band. God damn it. That's I should have gotten that. Uh, I got, I think, a little bit too clunky of one I've shown you. It's not horrible, but... <laughs> a lot of people, though. I mean, my drummer, his ring seemed a little bigger, too. I feel like a lot of people are going for more of your flat, kind of wider vibe. I didn't want this. I wanted what... <sighs> I feel like I have, like, a classic, like, I don't know, what a dad in the 70s would... Or, like, any of our dads would have. I don't know. So I noticed it was uh, silver. Did you contemplate getting gold? Uh, no, I kind of just wanted silver or platinum, something that would have, like, you know, the silver color. I'm thinking about going gold. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, if it looks good on you, maybe I'll think about it. Let me think. Our dad probably had gold, right? Because, I mean, gold. I, I would say up until, like, the, and this is a generalization, most of the time it was gold until probably about the, like, late 90s, early 2000s, and then it switched to, like, silver and platinum. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't look terrible. I mean, it definitely does pop on my hand. It, like, sticks out that there's something on it, whereas I feel like well, yeah, gold, would, a ring. gold would it, um, maybe blend in a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know if it'll look good, but I kept looking in it, and I think I will switch my ring, because I didn't spend a lot of my ring, obviously, mm-hmm. but I ultimately just, when we were picking up Megan's wedding band, I just wanted to get a ring so we didn't have to think about <laughs> one more thing, and I should have, you know, the internet exists, I'm, and I should have thought about it. it. Yeah, so I wasn't at the time, but I've learned, and check us out on Instagram and all those things where the internet exists. Uh, because of your ring shopping experience, I did my entire thing online, never saw the thing, just trusted in the process, and it came to me. Oh, yeah, uh, you probably did it, but I guess I took a little legwork from you, but mine was a nightmare. Kind of, just because I was there, so like a lot of the questions you were at, I mean, a lot of things got answered for me through your process, but also... I mean, I don't know. I was I was just doing a factory made diamond too, and so I was like, it's it's supposed to come exactly like this, and it did. I mean, they did, they made it for me. Nice, yeah. Well, if you're out there, um, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare <laughs> to get a ring. It's, it's not that a lot bad. Of second it's guessing. only a nightmare if you make it one. Don't worry, don't worry out there. It'll be fine. <sighs> Do yourself a, a favor. Find a find a moment like mine where Jordan was already ring shopping, and I just found a way for me and my future fiance to look at rings and discreetly shop. Find a way to discreetly shop for rings anyway. You know that's the way to do it's it. It's tough to discreetly shop when the internet listens to you talking on your phone and puts up ads for rings all the time. <laughs> that's true. You did bombard us with ring ads all over our house because you were doing it in secret on our Wi-Fi at our place. Anyway, we got through. Uh, so of course, we're, if we're talking jewelry now, sure are. Does it? Do I get to wear a pinky ring the next time I wear formal wear? Or can I? Can I do that? Or is it? 
Yeah, funny. I've been thinking that too. If I'm going to get into jewelry, maybe I should just start and getting some rings for some other fingers. But uh, I, I have kind of bony hands. It's clunky. Like if I, sometimes if I shut my hand a little too much, like it, it hurts. Like it, it, I have bruised before in the past wearing a ring. <laughs> so I don't know. I might move to silicone for like an everyday wear and just wear this one. Ah. When I'm, feeling pretty but i don't know uh nah then you'll never come back to it you know what i mean when i'm yeah when i'm dressing up dress up when i'm how often do you dress up though i consider date night and leaving the house kind of a dress up so you're considering denim jeans and a flannel dress up Uh, yeah yeah like not athleisure no i mean i'm joking but no anything a little more date nighty maybe like an actual wedding special event i'll probably whip it out then maybe go silicone for just everything else because i'm scared yeah but it's like a it's like a pair of dress shoes if they ain't work in worked in you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna annoy you all night. our dad used to mow the lawn in dress shoes throw me an analogy for that i mean i don't want to insult the man but he shouldn't like his <laughs> shoes his shoes were worn in like they he didn't change into dress shoes he came home from worked in shoes to mow the lawn yeah he didn't he didn't make like I'm going to mow the lawn as a fancy man. Like he came home from work and mowed the lawn like a crazy man, <laughs> like a broken man. <laughs> like a, Jesus Christ, my little chubby son, Jordan, didn't mow the lawn. I guess I have to. Like that man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so take that out or keep that in however I you want don't it. edit the podcast. I tell you this every week. Uh, that's all I have for my notes this week. You have anything else? Well, I don't take notes, and you already said we shouldn't talk about cults anymore. So. I didn't say that. I asked, do you have anything new to bring to the table, to which you said no. You know, no, ultimately, is the answer to that, but I don't want to join a cult. I just want somebody to tell me it'll be okay, <laughs> and I don't want it to be an organized religion. And again, I feel like usually they're saying the end is nigh. I don't think they're usually saying it's okay. I feel like it's like, who wants to battle for a spot on the ship to heaven? As I feel like what a lot of these are. So I think you're just adding. So stress. how far into. Okay. Here's a real question. Then whatever. That's just going down a, a dumb rabbit hole. That is like years to. It's kind of like anytime you bring up a conspiracy to me. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Why? What's even the point? I don't. I don't think it's true. Oh, check out though. Cam's got a new podcast. I don't know how often it's going to come out. Uh, we're we're going to build up a little roster. We'll be promoting that. But uh, be on the lookout. There will be some more stuff coming to the Majestic Jam Network soon. So be on the lookout there. Yeah, we got some things in the works, you know, so thanks for listening. Hit us up on, is it TikTok? <laughs> Everything but pretty much right now. You can find Everything us on social media TikTok. at Urban Hermit Pod. Uh, if you have anything you want to write in, some notes we missed, you can find us on Urban Hermit at UrbanHermitPod at gmail.com. Sorry about that. Uh, and again, if you want to help support the the uh, network and all the podcasts, you can go to Patreon.com backslash Cult Classics Pod for premium content as little as one dollar you can get a bunch of episodes a month it's a pretty good deal i mean twelve dollars for hulu versus one dollar for us that's a bargain and when i tell people our tinder account <laughs> is it uh, I mean, uh are we bumblebee i, I don't even uh, great good work <laughs> I did that. I thought about that while cameras talking the whole time. You may, all right, whatever. Bye. Bye. Bye.